Hello and welcome to the Everything You Know Is Wrong podcast. We are recording live deep within the woods at a secret location in the Pacific Northwest. I am your host, Jeremy Horn. I'm here with my producer, Paul. He's having a beer and uh, let's get into it. This is pretty exciting. Uh, This guest is one of my best friends since childhood. We've known each other since we're teenagers and uh, she is now a big time Hollywood producer and uh, I'm sorry, Hollywood director. I'm a dumbass. Um, but director is one of those jobs that has always fascinated me in that it's like race car driver or astronaut. It's something you say when you're a kid, like, I want to be a race car driver. Very few people actually go and become race car drivers. And uh, director is one of those things where how do you go and be a director? So we are. I'm going to be interviewing my friend Anna Mastro, who is a Hollywood director. She's She's directed several music videos, um, uh, network television shows. I think currently she's directing uh, Jane the Virgin, episodes of Jane the Virgin. And uh, this year she actually completed her very first uh, feature film, which is called Walter. And it's, I love it. It's fantastic. It really spoke to my life and how awful it is. So it may not speak to everyone, but it certainly spoke to me, but it's it's great. It's got a phenomenal cast. Um, uh, Peter uh, Facinelli, Mike Dexter from Can't Hardly Wait, for those of you that uh, are of that generation or are super cool, is uh, is one of the actors, and um, that's just a personal favorite of mine. But it's uh, uh, Milo Vilt- um, Ventimiglia, I don't know how to say his name, but uh, from Heroes, that dude from Heroes, uh, the main star. William H. Macy, Le- Levin Ramblin, Virginia Madsen, who's incredible. Um, it's a great film, and we will have that up on the website where you can get links to it on um, Amazon and Netflix and ways you can watch it. But uh, this episode basically is me asking her about what it's like to be a director and what it really takes to, to, to thrive in such a cutthroat industry as Hollywood, let alone being a woman in Hollywood and being a female director, which is um, always you're going to be in a minority and always going to have more of a microscope put on you. And uh, it's just a it's just a tough task. And so she's now paying it forward and, and has been creating some new projects for um young women in, that want to go into directing and maybe making the path a little bit easier than she had to go through. Um, but no matter what you'll see, you can't help but be caught up with Anna's passion for what she does. And it's, you hear it a million times, you hear it in every movie is you got to love what you do. And, uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate how few of us really, uh, do. And to be able to take the lumps that you do in Hollywood, you really have to love it. Um, I can't remember, but I heard somebody telling an anecdote about, about, uh, directing um, Jack Nicholson in uh, a few good not a few good men. What's uh, is that a few good men? Um, you can't handle the truth, right? What is uh, who directed that? Ah, it's gonna bother me. Anyway, Anna would know. She's a director, but uh, <laughs> it, that uh, in every take because it's the first time. You know, he's acting with Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise is an intense fella. And he said on every take, Jack Nicholson is just doing his his character of you know doing the entire full bore Jack Nicholson. You want the truth and just getting into it. And he's like, hey man, we're just doing some run throughs. You you you're free to tone it down if you want. We're, you know, we're just gonna we'll, we'll do the, the the rehearsal and then we'll we'll cut it later. And he's like, you don't understand. I love to act. <laughs> Like Nicholson, he just can't turn it off. He's like, if I'm going to act, I'm going to do it full bore. That's the only way I know how. And so uh, it'll come through in the interview, but you'll see you'll see how passionate Anna is for uh, for her work. In order to get things done in Hollywood, you have to be you have to be miserably passionate. <laughs> uh, and as a side note, uh, the episode was kind of funny, is because shortly afterwards, her and I had to go to our 20 year high school reunion, which is 
a giant set of weirdness. And um, so if anybody's curious how old I am, it's older than 20. And uh, so we went to that and that was strange, strange as hell, but it was good to see. It was good to see most people. (laughs) Anyway, hope you enjoyed the episode. And uh, oh, quick shout out to our sponsors. Trace Minerals uh, is fantastic. If you're an athlete, distance athlete, muscle cramps, if you get hangovers, uh, as Paul is going to, as he's plowing this beer down pretty fast, I hope you've got backups. Uh, we've got uh, Trace Minerals is, is, is phenomenal. It's something we've always used for years. I take it on trips with me and people go, what is that? Can I have one? And usually me and that person are the only ones at bachelor parties without hangovers the next morning. So I can personally attest to that. It's one of my favorite companies. So thank you for listening. And uh, this episode is for you nerds out there that uh, are curious about the industry. Uh, enjoy. Peace. If you listen closely, you can hear the voices. I can hear them whisper the legacy to you. Go on, lean in. From somewhere deep inside the evergreen forests of the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Seattle! <laughs> everything you know is wrong. Wrong, sir. Wrong. With Jeremy Horn. We're an inhuman monster! I said good day! I mean, the combination of movies that these guys have going on here is pretty weird. Crazy and bizarre, right? <laughs> I'm really distracted by it. Good. It's very funny. Well, let's get into that first. Tell What do you think about the Treetop Tavern? Wait, is this on? It's on. We're recording. Oh. We're live. This place is so amazing. I, I'm in total shock and awe that this is here and um, I kind of want to move in. Right? Isn't that yeah. amazing? Yeah, I want to live here. That's fantastic. Forever. Right? You yeah. get it. You see all the sleeping porches and all the different places to cozy up in? I've already picked out my, my hobbit hole. You picked out you your will. spot? Yeah. Nice. Isn't that amazing? Every time people come here, the first thing they do is pick their spot. <laughs> I might like to move around and, you know, maybe try that couch for one night right. and that bed <laughs> and, and that works. little porch and then sort of decide which one I like. Well, I'm excited you're here. I'm excited to be here. Tell me about being a director. What is that? What do they do? Oh, that's a very big question. And maybe a very small one. I'm not actually sure. I, my mind changes about it every day of what I do. And it, actually, I think it's like the only job I know how to do because I actually don't know how to do anything. <laughs> and there's... Oh, it's so weird. It's, it's like not something you can study or learn. It's something that you like acquire through like actual doing and learning and then it becomes like autopilot. So while something that looks very hard and probably is very hard just becomes like a natural extension of your body or what you do or like raising your hand. Like you don't think about it anymore and you sort of forget most of what you're saying every day. Um, and I think that's the only way that I like know how to well, yeah, it do seems... it. But what you actually do every day is it depends on the job. It depends on everything. But it's basically the idea of being a director is that for me was that I'm there to like create worlds and support a vision of a collective group of filmmakers trying to make something. And my voice or my sort of talking everybody through how we get through the day and how we make this thing is is that's what the director does. They like lead the ship. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's like an extension of you. So even people that don't know much about cinema, will, well, you can turn on a movie in three seconds and be like, oh, this is Wes Anderson. You can see a feel. You can do. Yeah, I mean, some people very much have a style. There's many different jobs that directors do. There's TV. There's movies. There's now. There's digital. There's every kind of medium you can imagine, and in every form of of entertainment, uh, the job is slightly different. 
but sort of the same. But like Wes Anderson is like Wes Anderson's there to create Wes Anderson's world. Right. When you go into a TV show or something else, unless it's your show, you're really there to support the vision of that and make it and bring a little bit of yourself into it. But it's a different skill set or job, if you will. And they're all interesting. Like I feel like they all are interesting, different ways to work. Obviously, movies are the best and the most <laughs> fun. Um, but they go on for a long time too. And, you know, you think about it like it's at least a year of your life, no less, if not more, if not five. I mean, they're so hard to get made. So, um, yeah, it can, all, it can all be different. Seems like coaching. Like if you're a head coach, you have to know the offense, the defense. You have to, so it's not just the individual players and the personalities, but the cinematographer, or the editors are going to be coming to you constantly like, what do we do here? What do we, yeah. so it's just constant management, right? Some very good directors I know actually. And one of my mentors, like, was a psychology major. I mean, I feel like there's so much in just, like... So many personalities. So many personalities, but also, like, um, with actors who are your show, you know, unless you're just making Tron, or a visual (laughs) effects piece, which is very cool as well, and I'd love to do that. Um, The performance is really, like, the main thing, right? So how you work with somebody to, like, get that thing that you hope for it or find that thing together and and what you sort of say to them and you know because that's a very vulnerable spot to be in to like take direction or to accommodate that into what you're already doing as an actor I don't even know how they do it I can never do it I'm so like in in awe of them but it's a weird skill it's just like how to sort of say that to them without breaking everything right right. you know because if they don't understand it, it can be very frustrating or like uh it can make them laugh. It can take them out of the moment. Like there's so many things, or maybe that, that person, you have to be a great communicator. That person works better that way. Like you have to find that thing with every single person. Every single person's different. Different, Yeah. And so you can't just go out there and be you. I mean, you can try to, but like, I think you learn pretty fast, like what kind of communication works with what kind of person. Massive. And I'm not always good at it. Like, I feel like some people are not very good at it. Like it's, it's weird. Is that part that you're trying to get better at is, Learning those intricacies. Well, it's you. Lo- you really relearn it with every single actor you right. work with, and some of them, like especially in TV, like you, you haven't met this person before. You're now on the set, and there's a hundred people staring at you, right? Yeah, and it's like every word you say matters, and you don't have any time. So, like, it's heavy. Better, better work. Yeah, <laughs> sink or swim. And they, and you know, like, because if they don't, you know. Well, how did you get started? What did you? What's your trajectory? Um. I don't know if there's a traditional path to becoming a director. That's the impression I have. I wish there was because yeah. I would have done it and it would have taken me less time. Right. Um, so I moved to LA from here and I had like this weird photography communications degree background, a little bit of political science. I don't know. And um, Typical useless college degree. Totally useless. <laughs> All I wanted to do was make movies. I didn't know what that mm. meant. and But you knew. I, I knew that that was like a place where I felt very happy was like watching these other worlds, right? It's like escapism, like anything. That's, that's what movies were invented to avoid like paying attention to the, the news or the war. painful realities like, of yeah. our <laughs> so, existence. So, so I moved to this city, this, this LA place, and I got an internship. And I wasn't very into school. I was never very good at it. I liked learning about it, but you, you couldn't physically be on any sets here in Seattle. So... I moved and I started working in two people's different offices of like an intern and then somebody gave me a job and then another person gave me a job and they mailed me my diploma and then um, I, I met a director that I, I wanted to be on set. Like I wanted to see what that was about because I knew that being in an office was not for me. 
Um, I can't do it. I have. But just from being on set, you felt the juice. You felt the magic. Yeah. So I started working for this guy who was crazy <laughs> and amazing and let me literally be an extension of him like the truest apprenticeship you could ever have where he didn't go to a meeting with an actor or a day in editing or anything like I got to do everything and it was very it was like the perfect job for me and he he was great and um I I learned a lot and I learned a lot what not to do what to do like how to do certain things it was very much like my film school and I, I worked there for 10 years and I became a producer there and and learned a lot of stuff and um I was just like, this is the best job in the world. It's photography. It's it's making things happen. It's it's being able to like tell the story the way you see it. Like it's so many elements. It's like twenty jobs in one. But it's so fun. It's but not it's even fun, a job. Yeah. Like it, 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 it the the, <laughs> the politics work. and the egos the and the people involved can definitely make it feel like a job. And definitely at TV when you're a guest and you come in and you're directing it, it has elements where it feels like a job. But because but you're still creating. But I feel like, yeah, it's just, yes, it's very hard and it takes forever. But like when you get to actually create it, it's, it's, there's the nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah. Feeling. Didn't yeah, you work yeah. with J.J. Abrams for a while? Um, when I worked with McGee, who was my boss for eight years, um, he, J.J. was writing a version of Superman that he was directing. A and lot we, of people know that story. That's the Kevin Smith yes, disaster. Yeah. This is this is round King. three of the Kevin Smith. This is Tim Burton, Kevin Smith, McGee, and then Singer, finally. Um, and I'm pretty sure there was probably two or three in between that 10-year span as well. The, was Nicholas Cage still involved at this point? No. He no, was no. out by that. No, we didn't have any actors involved. We actually shot that looked like a movie, like full-on screen tests. Um, and Henry Cavill's like, the nicest, sweetest human being. I think he was like 19 at the time and he was so nervous. But That guy just seems so cool. <laughs> He's the best. Too good looking and diesel to be that nice. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, like he's, he was so nice to my family. Like when they were around, like he's just the nicest, amazing person. And he's become like obviously the biggest star ever. Um, I think that says something about being nice and Character. humble and kind. Um, which is what good actors really need to have to be <laughs> But didn't you help with the with with, with some of those screen so, tests? So that JJ you did? was yeah. a writer. Yeah, he he had written the draft and it it was amazing. I think they're yeah, it was really really amazing. I was very sad when that didn't movie didn't get made because I think it was I was told that it was like the first movie I would get a producer credit on, and it was right at that time when I was transitioning out of being an assistant to being a producer at the company, and it would like oh, I was so in love with the project like. You know, we had scattered it all over the world, and we had done all these screen tests. And like, what a remarkable first project to make Superman of all things. Well, Crazy. as a producer, I mean, yeah. we had already made Charlie's Angels and some of these other things in the OC and all these really, really cool like cultural phenomenons. But Superman was like every Excellent. comic dork's dream <laughs> come true, and it was a very nice version of it. And but some of those screen tests, someday didn't, I hope it sees the world. I don't know. Some of those those screen tests that you guys had and, and storyboards, he later used in Star Trek, didn't he? I feel like there are some similarities in the character, but I feel like when you write something, that's it's like just only natural. I mean, JJ is one of like the coolest human beings you'll ever meet. Yeah. Like he's really supportive. I was like, I started sort of dabbling in directing at that time too. And I would like shoot a music video here or there on a weekend and he would like see them oh, be and supportive. Like, oh, leave that's me cool. these voicemails that were like, oh, you're going to be so Oh, nice that's someday. sweet. And like, it was just so nice. That's very sweet. Were those the first projects that you felt like, oh my God, I'm a director was, was music videos? Where you're like, I'm doing this. Yeah, I mean, I did music videos 
primarily for like five or six years before I did anything else. Um, As, did you remember the first one that you did? We were like, oh God, this is it. I'm doing it. Yeah, the very first one. The very first one, one you. Is it still... It's... I mean, I literally took like sixteen, seventeen thousand $17,000 that I'd saved up and like talked to this great DP that I'd worked with with McGee and shooting and Kodak was literally like, just back your car up, we'll fill up your trunk with film. I kid you not. Panavision was like, here, here's the camera for the weekend. Wow. We'll just turn our back while you take it. Wow. And we just shot this video and it was so fun Bef- and cool. Yeah. Before the digital age. Do you remember every moment? You're, is it still like... you shot like, on Super 35. It's gorgeous. Like you remember it? Because like most times when your first thing has the starkest memories. I remember every single one. Do you? Really? What's- they're so involved and it's like... Right. It's like one day where you feel like... You can't do They're that. all shot in one day. Um, where you just feel like this is it. Like we have one day, this is hell or high water. This is happening and this is going to look good. And this is going to be like, you know, and they're all experiments, right? So it's, it's such a magical and stressful thing, which is probably like the adrenaline that pulls you through whatever it is, this 16, 18 hour day, whatever it is you have. Pushes you through it. And I've had shorter days and longer days and whatever, but it's so fun. It's so fun. Like you, you see it, you see it immediately. Like you see what you're shooting and you're just like, Oh man, that worked! Wow, or like, oh, that doesn't work. Let's do something else, <laughs> you know. Awesome. And and I I sort of became like this person who was always trying to cram this like really intricate story into like a three minute video for better or worse, and realized that I loved like the narrative part of it just as much as I love just shooting a cool image. Because mm-hmm. I I think I was very visual, and now I'm very much like very story. storyteller, yeah. visual. Well, that but I still have different visuals. Then a lot, I don't know. Well, that cuts in great because you have to have those all those elements. You can't be great at one or the other. You have to incorporate all those for future films because you just made your first. Every every director is different. I feel like everyone's films are different. Really? Yeah. But you, but so do you feel like once you kind of amassed all those different skill sets is when you felt confident enough to, to do Walter to do your first feature film, or do you feel like you just could have done it at any point? You just wanted the opportunity. No, I don't know if you'll ever feel ready, mm-hmm. and and um, and that's part of like the great thing of like. I think, like, now I definitely feel ready to do a second one. I think when I did the first one, like, you just have to keep pushing or gotta, it'll never happen. Yeah, you just got to jump in. And and the first one was really hard. It was, like, found this script that I really liked. And yeah, that short story, was that something that had been passed around a while or how'd you find it? So the producer of the movie had gone to college with this uh, writer. Okay. And he was, like, writing plays in Indiana. And um, they went to school together. And also the main actor in it, they all went to school together. And... um he had written a short story and the producer was like, hey, why don't you write this? And somehow that made it to uh, another producer friend that I had worked with before who was like, hey, I think you should track down this girl, Anna. She, she'd oh, nice. really like this movie. So they sent it to my agent and he, him and I read it the same weekend and we were like, I, I think when you come from music videos, you get a lot of high school comedy type material, right. which I didn't really wasn't interested in at that point um not really like i don't know comedy is like really hard to wrap your head around and i don't know if it's like my strongest thing and and definitely at the time i don't know i wasn't that interested in it so um yeah and so i started working with it on the writer until we got a draft we really liked and he's an amazing writer and and then we started giving it we didn't really know what to do movies have changed so much in the last 10 years with how they're put together like I think years ago that would have been like a mid-level studio movie, but that because because of the internet mm-hmm. and because of many things, like that middle ground has dropped out. Yeah. Studios make temples 
and Indies. indie movies that's are it. under a million dollars. And there's it. the in between is very, very few and far. Like it's just a totally di- and it keep, c- keeps continuing yeah. to change, um, which is a whole nother conversation, which we can talk about if you want. But <laughs> I've no, I've read about that. They've been talking about it for years that this is the trend and it looks like it's happening. The ten poles and in the Indies. But movie. but so at the time it was just like, OK, well, nobody's going to help us make this movie. We've sent this movie to many a finance company, many whatever. Let's just go raise the money ourselves. So. We started giving it to actors, and of course, actors always want to work. Yeah. Like they always yeah. want to work, they always want to do a good part. They all got paid scale or whatever it was, and they all sort of signed on. Like before, we had our money, and then we went and found, you know, a hundred thousand dollars here and a hundred thousand dollars here until like, um, we finally like had you know enough money to just shoot it. And even when we started shooting it, we didn't know if we were going to be able to go to Indianapolis and shoot all the exteriors that really make up the vibe of the movie. And so it was just a little bit of, like, trust. (laughs) But the whole shoot was 21 days. And, you know, we had two wonderful Alexas, an amazing crew, and a cast to die for. Like Great cast. It's it's very hard to complain that it wasn't, like, a complete process. I felt so lucky every day to be getting to do the process and having supportive producers and people around and freaking rad crew and just making stuff, like – it felt really good. Yeah, I think your second one, you feel like you've got a much better handle on things, obviously, and you feel confident. Did you? Do you ever? Are you get self critical at all? Oh yeah. Super. Yeah, you got. You must. Uh, right? Not I mean, not when you're doing it. You try to stay in the moment. Right. Right. Of course. As much as possible, get through your day and, and not beat yourself up over what happens because there's a lot of elements that you can't control. You can't control the weather. You can't. Right. Even though, like, I feel like I'm some sort of cloud. Like people call me a cloud whisperer because I'll literally <laughs> tell the clouds to like move out of my fucking shot nice. or. Stop blocking the nice. sun. Um, I can't believe I just said fuck. <laughs> um, so this isn't going on ABC Family. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but like there's a lot of things you can't control. Like you can't control if someone's in the bathroom and your clock is ticking mm-hmm. or just like the, you know, there's so many things. So yeah. so you can beat yourself up and, and that destroys things later in the day for you. But you can't really beat yourself up. And I, I try actually – Unless I have to, unless it's for visual effects or something. I try not to watch dailies too much because mm. uh, most times you don't have the money to go back and shoot something ever yeah. unless an editor calls me and goes, oh, you missed something, which <laughs> also is very rare. So I, I, then when you get into editing, you're sort of refining the movie or the piece all over again. And that's when you start to beat yourself up. <laughs> but hopefully you get through it and you find something even more exciting or just whatever. Like it, it continues to change and, and be edited from the second you have a piece of paper until the second you have something an audience can watch. And, you know, there's a lot of factors from A to Z like that. Yeah. Did you feel very personal? Like this is my project. This is I I. No, or is this like they're, they're all your babies? They're all your babies. They're all gonna have that because it was your first feature film. So again, I'm big on first. I always feel like there's the most excitement and the most the scariest part. You know, after you've done it a few times, like eh, this is about well, because people always ask. I'm you- definitely not scared anymore, but there are still things I get scared about, like in the show that I just did, which is a totally experimental musical that I got to work with, like my friggin' icon Duncan Sheik, who wrote all the songs, is an amazing writer, like. You know, again, a project that was under a million dollars shot in 20 days that is 115 pages with 12 music videos, essentially. And, you know, there's like 
it's about club life in Berlin and expats and there's drugs and sex. And like, I've never shot a sex scene before. I've never shot a threesome before. Like, I have. I woke, I woke up that day going, how do I even do this? <laughs> like, this is so, I'm more scared than the actors. Uh, <laughs> and you get there and you just go, okay, like, put your hand here. It becomes very technical. Uh-huh. And you just like, work it through but you definitely wake job. up that morning in a cold sweat going i don't know <laughs> that i know anything about this that i'm going to walk into today but it's going to happen yeah. you wake up today's gonna, gonna be weird i'm gonna walk <laughs> to that car and i'm gonna get in and i'm gonna go there and i'm gonna act like i kind of know what i'm doing and hopefully they'll trust that enough to well you love those it. musical components if you said if you if somebody said here's a truckload of money you know in a studio said you're gonna make your project you yeah. would make something that incorporated music pretty heavily right i do i it seems to be your passion there's a lot of things I love, but I think the movies that affect me most when I watch them are musicals. And they're these weird foreign film musicals from like the 60s and 70s that really like sort of drove like what I did as a short and what like led me to, you know, other things. And there's something that I truly love about them when they're good, you know. It and, triggers a different set of emotions, music does. And they're fun. Like, and they're I, fun, I yeah. love everything. I love drama. I love like sci-fi i want to do action movies i want to do yeah superhero thing like there's so many things that i love 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 but i just think i get caught up in musicals and Mm. and there's a joy component that comes with music especially Mm -hmm. of how it makes people feel and it's really it's great you just want to try everything just to know i gotta yeah give me this project let me try it let's see how it goes was there any project that you worked on that you were felt like a kid where you're just like this is exciting no matter how many times you've done because it's like when you talk to like nba players is there is there is there one particular like an nba player that have won championships and won at every level and then they go to the Olympics and break down crying and they're like, I feel like a kid again. It's like, you've won every level. It's like something about the Olympics it just feels different to me, right? Mm-hmm. Was there any project that you worked on where you're like, this feels different? This feels like... I mean, I try to... You put that in... You put I that, try to have every, every single one you do is different, right? And there are all these different phases of it like for me because it, it's such a long period of time. It's not like I go play the same game every day yeah. even though the things change. Everything, single thing is a like different concept. But I think that's that's what makes you good and effective is that you have that enthusiasm where it's like, here's the project. Great. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, you know I, mean? I think like that's part to. of why I will never be Wes Anderson or Alexander Payne or any of these people. Like, so they much do something so well yeah. and they do similar things every time. Whereas I don't know if that's what I'm supposed to do. But I'm still figuring that out. Like, I'm not going to make a movie like Walter ever again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I've told that story. So I I don't know. Like, I feel like it's all about the story and it's all about the character and it's all about these things and they're all different to me. If you you, uh, became Hollywood's go-to girl and... (laughs) It'd be so amazing. It'd be so dope, right? I'd be so happy. Right? Um, Would you... Are there certain actors that you've worked with that you're like, I will put them in every movie? Because I'm even like George Lucas or Spielberg puts his best friend in every movie. Uh, J.J. Abrams puts his best friend in every movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Are there a couple that you're like, this person does everything right the way, no matter what we hand to him Um, There are actors that I'm huge fans of Mm -hmm. that I could see them in so many different things that I like Well, what about ones that you've worked with? And then there's a handful of people that I have worked with who are not perfect for every role, but sometimes when I read a script, I just go, oh, that's him. They got to be doing that. Like, that's them. That's her. And I do try to work with the same people over and over again. It hasn't really happened because things... So many different you know, projects, vastly different projects. Yeah, but the, I, I I love them all so Who would you much. like to work with? Who would you be like, you know you know what I mean? Just like the, 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 the blank check handed to you by Sony and you were like, these are the first two people I'm getting. Well, it depends what it's for. It depends on the film, really? Yeah, yeah like what if yeah. they're 20 years old? What if they're 50 <laughs> That's years old? True. Like, that I is mean, true. not that everything is, is for everyone. That's true. 
What would um, be your What would be your passion project if you were like, this is the one that I'm going to sink or swim by? Like I'll live or die by this project. Buddy. Live or die by. Like if you, it was like, if I can make one project and it be my own, and this is where people are going to judge me forever is this one. Right. So yes, I think every, every, if you don't have a dream project, you might be crazy, but mm-hmm. I definitely have a dream project and it's something I'd love to shoot like here in Seattle. If someone were to write me a blank check and I would, I would make it tomorrow. It's like the, it's like the one, you know, you have to make, Yeah. but it's a hard one to get made. So you yep. kind of carry it around in your back pocket until you feel like you're accomplished enough for someone to write you that check. Yeah. So if you, you, you're, you're putting together all these different, um, skills and varieties and different types so that if you ever get to that point, you now feel like I can do this full, full blast. Yeah. Right? No, if someone wanted me to write That's that check exciting. tomorrow, I'm ready. Oh, you, you feel like it? Really? That's exciting. Yeah. No, yeah. I would, I would do tomorrow. I, I feel like. That's awesome. I feel like it's meant to be made but mm-hmm. um wait we've it's talked also about this. like super close to me so i don't show it to a ton of people but i, I put it out there now uh, i okay. used to like not put out like these things that i really cared about I'd right just save them because i i don't know scared to tell people about things that are like in a work in progress in your mind but now it's like fully formed so I, but that's smart yeah I tell you have to be yeah it. you never know because you never know who someone's like you know I, that's the way hollywood works is i happen to know someone that knows someone that would be willing to do this once it's yeah. out there interesting yeah. very exciting What's next? What are you working on now? So I'm in post on this um, kind of like EDM Berlin musical that we shot in Montreal. That's made in Montreal. Couple mon- two months. No, I got back 4th of July. So I've been in post for f- six weeks. Oof. Post. Um, and uh, it's Nightmare. it's a digital project for Go90, which is a free app on your phone, which I did a series for last year, the first scripted one that they have up that did really well that Good I plug. love called Guidance. Solid And plug. they're making season two right now. <laughs> it's very exciting. And um, so it'll be on there and it'll be these like 10 to 12 minute episodes. There's 12 of them. And then we'll do a feature version as well that's different, but a movie and I don't know what will happen with that one, but it's super cool. What do you what do you, you feel like there's um well how about this? If you could go and talk to fourteen year old you, what would you say? What would you Oh my god. <laughs> Become an astronaut it's slightly <laughs> easier. Um, I don't know. I guess I, I would say pick a job, pick a career that you love because it's not easy and if mm-hmm. it feels like it's not joyful for you, you're not going to enjoy it and Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to do it because it takes so long to like just achieve your goals, you know? You have to be Um, passionate to push through the hard, the difficult spots. Yeah, I mean, it's taken me like 15 years to like make a movie and have a constant source of income as as this director it's like it's like any artist it's it's crazy hard i think that's interesting too is we live in such like a american idol culture where it seems like younger generations seem to think every road is easy and if it's not easy i'm done where it's like no 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 no. it took me 10 15 years to get here to get to where i you yeah know? and i work they don't see that i mean we're living in an age now where like so after i did the movie and i was in post forever i really got restless i was really like i've been sitting in a box with no windows for six seven eight months um i'm going back to commercials i want to travel the world i want to do shorter term stuff just for fun like mm-hmm. i need some right. like different experiences now and um there was a company called awesomeness tv that was doing a branded content series and they were basically like it's for royal caribbean it shoots in europe and you know i was like yeah let's go europe done um let's go make that show scripted show really really great stuff and you know their whole thing to marketing is to hire these influencers and so I've, I've now worked with like seven or eight of these influencers that have 
five, six million subscribers on their YouTube channels and whatever and taught them to act and, and audition them and really work with them. And they're amazing. They're like the most amazing people, but they're all really young, right? They're between 16 mm. and 22. And, you know, this is a generation that picked YouTube over college. Right. As a career. And they make six figures. That's crazy. And they're amazing people. Like, mm. I, they've taught me so much. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, a couple of them I'm really close friends with. I. What have you learned? What have you learned from them? I don't know. Like, there's a really... There's one in particular who who I love dearly, and like she's like a new soul. Like she's excited by everything. Yeah, it's the enthusiasm Whereas is infectious. Whereas a lot of us who grew up in this sort of like middle class suburban, like we kind of felt like old souls. We felt like we learned a lot, we knew everything or whatever. And this is someone who's like constantly learning and excited and works really hard and is like so inspired by the world. Like, oh, I could go learn how to be an Uber driver. Oh my god, like I want to try that. Like. Really? Because a lot of us would judge that. Mm-hmm. And so you have this weird... Oh, so they have that freedom. They have a strange freedom. This huh. weird generation of, of curiosity that we didn't have. Interesting. Because they haven't been put in these schools and like done... I don't know. I don't know. When, but, when, but there, when, when we were young, we were told there's only one way to do things. It's And, it's, and we talked about this. It's hard because our yeah. parents think... This is the way things are done. Like I have a, a friend of ours uh, just finished a movie with uh, Tina Fey. Um, he's got a new uh, television show coming on MTV. You know what I mean? It's doing well. And anytime he talks to his parents, his parents are like, well, it's not too late for medical school. It's like, what do you, I just got six figures from MTV. You know what I mean? Why would I go in debt? To, it's just beyond them. They just don't understand. They can see his face on TV every day and they just can't get past the idea that well, he probably should be an attorney. What? Because that's the only model they know. So sure, these course. kids don't have that. They see a whole new set of options that we, it's, we can't even look at. I don't even understand. I don't, I don't even, understand. I don't even know what a YouTube video is, but yeah. that's how I approached it. And, and I feel I feel weird about that. Like I've, I feel really weird about going into that digital space for the most part and giving them traditional cinematic stories. Mm-hmm. And I think, I wouldn't say that for the first time. I know it's been happening for a long time, but the, I feel like that audience really appreciates it. Like that silly show we made gets like a million views a yeah, week. Yeah, it's like, nuts, right? And and it, there's instant feedback, right? They'll tell you if they like a shot. They'll tell you what they think about somebody. They'll they'll sort of be able to interact with you in this way that like you make a movie. Non-threatening, you sincerely. You work on it for like, a year. It doesn't come out until a year later. Yeah. Like, And no one's talking to you unless you're at a screening or somewhere, you know, at a festival yeah. or whatever. Or, yeah, but like... This is a different kind of thing, and it, it's really cool and exciting. It's it's a neat thing to be able to dabble in, I guess. Or, a whole, there's or a just whole enjoy. new, yeah. It's like a whole new realm, a whole new yeah. Medium. So after it's doing a couple of these shows, like this year, I finally started a company, and nice. and it's basically to make really sophisticated. Which would you call it? What's your company called? Company with a partner that um, I have like a similar passion with. I would say. Um, you give it's it a called name? Uh, Girls on Digital. Ooh. Nice. I feel like if you're old name. enough to know the girls on film reference, you're gonna catch, yeah. Then you're cool, and if not, then you're you still know, gonna sound dope. Girls still gonna, yeah. and it's gonna be feminine positive. That they yeah. want to watch. That's so, cool. That's great. I feel like it's a cool thing to do as a as a fun project. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and we're setting up a bunch of stuff. Oh, like cool movies, TV stuff. I might not even direct. Like I feel like I now need to like shepherd in like yeah. A, a younger I think you'd, I think you'd be in a good. I think you'd be in a good. That'd be a good role for you. Like you said, shepherding in. It's fun, and the bigger coaching. movies I do, or you know, just the more branding it frees up your time. Can, to go. can sort of help this kind of thing grow, but and it I, frees up your time for if a project does come up. This is kind; of, they're kind of running it on their own. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a pretty self. I mean, right now it's in its infancy. So but if, it's not ideally, eventually, but yeah, yeah, it it will be. You think? Uh, what, what do you think? There's some misconceptions that people might have about directing, what they think directing is. Some people like have an idea of what directing is. You're like, no, that is not what this is at all. It's nine and a half, right? Huh? Yes, yes no, nine and a half. Nine and a half. Blaney? No. No. Uh-uh. Um, nine and a half weeks with the. Kim Messenger. No. <laughs> Very like, familiar. Oh, Kim sorry. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. The, the, yes, the yes, US yes. version that was made was called Nine. Gotcha. Right? Okay. Eight and a half, I know. Where yeah. he just said yes, no, black, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the Judy Dench line. You just say yes or no. <laughs> um, that's not really what we do, but it would be cool if it was. Right. Maybe some people can. Right. Uh, misconceptions about directing. Like, I think everybody's perception of directing is just the artsy, artsy, your fingers in a square looking through and you know what I mean? Cigarette, like a long dangling cigarette and a, you know what I mean? I think that's, or just, uh, I don't know. It's just like a very traditional idea of what directing is. I, I, I listened to Harold Ramis or someone, I'm trying to remember it was somebody. And they basically said, no, when people think I'm directing them on set, barking orders, like, like a military sergeant. And instead it's somebody being like, Hey, can we park a car here? Great. What model? Uh, I don't know, Ford. Okay, what year? Uh, I don't know. It's a 90s movie, so mid-90s. Okay, what color? <laughs> blue. It should have been one conversation. He's like, blue? So like a like a dark blue or like a soft, like, like a light blue? Uh, should there be dirt or scuffs? Oh my God, just get me a car. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. But he's like, multiply that by six. And then he's like, the more time you spend as director, the more you know, give me a car, blue, scuffs, black side, right there. Get you, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. I think you can be as, as specific you can as you can be with, people who also really care about their jobs while still giving them the freedom to be creative to bring you bring you the choices like i want to empower like everyone i work with to like do their job the best and you like to trust your actors they're gonna do a better job than i am about what color car should be in this shot it also seems like people trust you because you trust your actors you trust their instincts and their yeah, but it's a process, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I always want <laughs> them to try their instinct first. I, want, I like to have conversations, which is kind of like my process of rehearsal. This is in a TV is totally the exception to all of this. But, like, normally my process is I like to meet with the actors. I like to talk through the script. I like to find out where all their problems are with it or all of their ideas. So we're on the same page from the get-go. Who is this person? What are they? Whatever. And then I like to, like, Rehearse with them a little bit and then let them sort of do their process. Come on set and try it. And then we find it. Oh, uh, okay. Very collaborative. It's getting and, and I don't know if that's something that's been established for me over the last four or five years of doing this or if that's just like because it's, it's just it what works for you. It was not a, a it was natural, not a like a natural. Find. I thought this through and mm. from day one, like this was going to be the process. It's just kind of what happened for me. And now do you feel like you that's your model? Like now you can just plug I like and play. that model. Yeah. I think it's freeing on both sides. Yeah, everybody wins. Yeah. Very good. Man, they're better than me. Like, <laughs> you know? And they're the ones out there and they're so vulnerable. Like, I could never do it. Yeah. Acting I and have singing. So, so much vulnerable. respect for them. Acting and singing. So vulnerable. Just putting yourself out there. This project was really cool, which I had not gotten to do before. There's a lot of performance in the songs. So when we recorded all the vocals for all the tracks, they're I was committing to their performance in there. Like during one of the songs, like the girl has like a breakdown and runs off stage. Like that performance is in that song. We're not mm. just making a song that sounds like pretty and perfect. Right, right. Like we're recording a performance in this yeah, space okay. before we ever even get to set. That's part of the song that she's going to sing back to. And it's like. Very honest. That was new. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. 
it's almost like live, yeah, in the moment. Interesting. It was a really cool thing to figure out. Well, let's, uh, let me ask you this. Do you have any burning desires, anything that you would love to get off your chest worldwide? Big, big picture. Big picture. Uh-huh. I don't know. This is your Miss America question. What would you do if you could change the world? Or how about um, you got one? No, you got I don't. One? No, you guys don't know got one. Uh, so the, the, I mean, the podcast so is things. there's so many things, right? The uh, the podcast is everything you know is wrong, right? So I think n- nowadays in the yeah. internet age, uh, misinformation is so easily passed around. Like they found like seventy percent of most things that get like clickbait don't even get clicked on. People just read the headline and then share it with all their friends. There's yeah. no research process. Everyone's just information just shared and then people go about their arguments. But how do you know if you're doing your research is even wrong? Like we're talking about the internet in general here. I mean I think always do as much research as you can do. Well that's I guess the problem be as open as you can be to like learning people's stories because yeah. and I and I feel like part of that is my job. Like what stories can I show you? that let you decide without telling you exactly what to feel like what can you go out there and learn about other people because the more curious we are about other people and about other things and about technology or the geology like everything like maybe we can make this place better like i don't know yeah like i I feel like i can't i feel like the fact that like there are wars and shit still happening in the world it's like are we smarter like are we smarter now like why is this still happening i think that's the point is that the internet is supposed to bring us all together and it somehow made us further apart well like you said people are strangely less open you have access to you can get online right now and talk to somebody in vietnam and instead you know instead of just listening to that person's perspective on vietnam we go here's what i know about vietnam don't we're that's kind of what the point of this is to like let's hear from you what you know like let's forget all your misconceptions or ideas of what something is let's hear from what you what you think a director is versus like well, let's hear what does a director actually do right uh but also just the idea is how do you make yourself a bigger better person a better version of yourself so i think you nailed it is just that 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 openness and it seems like you bring that that and enthusiasm to every project i think it's a big deal i think it's a you have to really try because yeah. there are a lot it's of hard. factors that can like bog you down in that in that headspace and it's like you have to constantly see like the forest through the trees. Like, what is the, what is the goal here? Like, why did I do this? What, what am I here to do? Like, what are you here to do? Why are you doing this? I'm, I'm here to, you know, provide the world with some entertainment and tell some stories and and make people's days better. Done a pretty badass job so far. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I really love it. I don't know. I, I feel like there's so many different things you can do, and man, it's hard, but it's so, it's so cool. Really cool. Have you formed your company yet? The uh, the girls on digital. Yeah, we have. have. Yeah, yeah. Fully. Nice. Fully. Your website up yet? We don't have a website. Okay. <laughs> no, no. We we have a, we have a we have a, a dot com, but we don't have the actual built website. I got but, you. Um, have the. But yeah. But no, that's a good way. For, that's a, real, a good way for people. For the thirteen thing. people that listen to this, a good way for them to <laughs> check in and. It's exciting. And learn about it's you. exciting it to is. constantly evolve what you're doing into things. I don't know. Yeah. That's and fantastic. new spaces and and new new things you can do. I mean, the movie industry has changed so much, like we were talking about earlier. Just like it's temples and it's indies, and like where is that in between? Okay, so mm-hmm. digital is now like new frontier. Like mm-hmm. the budgets are going up as you know the advertising dollars drop out of cable or basic cable. Like you're seeing one director direct every episode of True Detective, and as you're seeing one director direct every episode in digital, these Hulu shows or 
go 90 or YouTube, there's a million platforms in the world that you can work on, but like they're somehow crossing in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're someone like me who can deliver great visuals and an amazing story on a very low budget, like somehow it's a really fun, exciting time because... The frontier's not out there yet. It's still open. Whereas, you know, when I made my first movie, I had to go... These are the rules. These basically are the go yeah. around with a bag and go like, I need $600,000. And it's like, it's like now you can have over a million dollars in a digital project. You didn't raise it. Mm-hmm. And there, there are a lot of components that come with that money of just responsibility and, and involvement and other people's voices. But I don't know. You get to do it. Yeah. Fight to get to do it. Yep. And yep. love the doing of it more than the like doing it for awards doing it for this doing yeah. it for that like you have just to doing love it because you love the it doing oh it. that's the best yeah and every part of it is different like the prepping of it the scouting of it the editing of it the shooting of it you know making it look a certain color like all these things are part of this what a director does that you don't always hear about but you have to like really like all those parts that's a great way to put it just do it because you love it yeah Hopefully you make some money on it. Oh, it'd be nice to make some cash. We'd all be nice. <laughs> Otherwise, your parents really ask you what you're doing. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's really cool. Well, this is fun. Did you have fun? I was really nervous, but I, really? I had fun. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah. It's weird talking about yourself, right? Well, I'm not really talking about myself. That's true, that's I'm true. I'm talking about what I do, which is an extension of myself. And right. I truly, it's it's awesome. Well, let's do this again once uh, once you get the project up and rolling and... Yeah. You'll have some things fleshed out and it'll be exciting. I'm excited. It's I'm excited for your podcast. I hope you talk to a lot of really cool people and uh, I don't know. Me too. It's going to be a lot of weirdos. It's going to get real weird. <laughs> this is low key. This treehouse is the perfect place for weirdness. It's wild, right? Yeah. Our little studio. Yeah. Well, thank you, Hannah. Thank you. Let's go to our reunion now. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> we need to shower. All right. Thanks, Bye. everybody. Bye. <laughs> All right. How was that? Did you guys enjoy that episode? That's um, That was me talking with my friend Anna, and uh, I could not be more proud of her. It's exciting to hear what she has going on, and uh, I, cannot, I cannot wait to see what she puts together from the, in the future. I've always been a big fan, always a fan. And you can learn more about Anna right on, our, uh, right on this podcast, on the, on the blog. You can find information for how to watch Walter, uh, her website, anamastrotv.com. And we'll also have a link for her new project, Girls on Digital. Um, yeah, this is a fun episode. Paul's worked his way through a couple beers. Are you, he looks a little emotional. Did you switch to scotch? Did you, when did you switch to scotch? Uh, we'll talk about it after this, but, uh, hope, hope those beers went fast. <laughs> we, uh, um, hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, the next guest is going to be a little less dry, a little more wacky and a little more of the typical nonsense that we are used to here. Uh, hope you enjoyed get home, be safe, enjoy. Or if you're home already, just stay there, just stay inside. There's no reason to go anywhere. Thanks a lot. That's number Wang. Peace. Everything you know is wrong should be listened to for entertainment purposes only. Although some guests on the show are medical doctors, most are not, and the host is barely even a person. Nothing you hear on this podcast or read on our website should be considered medical advice. Consult your doctor and use common sense before doing anything you might think have a lasting effect on your body, mind, and spirit.